evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Tuesday, August 2nd, 2016. We have a great show tonight, and we're going to talk about the fact that it's never too late to find love. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, if you hang in there and you stay positive, it can happen. And our guest tonight, we're going to bring her on in a little bit, is Suzanne Oshima, matchmaker and founder of Dream Bachelor and Bachelorette and Single and Stilettos. And we're going to talk about what it takes to succeed in love as we kind of move forward in time. And I know it can be frustrating. And I know hearts get broken. And I know it's easy to give up. And it's easy to stay home on Friday night and curl up on the couch and watch Netflix and eat haagen or whatever. But that's not going to do it for you. And we're going to get into some of the things that you can do when you've, you know, been around the track and you know that love is a game and sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want it to. But you know what? A lot of times when you look back, you find that those things that didn't work out sometimes are the best things ever to happen to you. So you got to hang in there and stay positive. So we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. I think it's a great topic. And I think there's so many, so many wonderful singles, whether they're single, never married, divorced, widow, widowers, uh, especially in the big cities. And it's hard to meet people and everybody, you know, you, we all cart along our baggage, but you can find love. I'm an example. Suzanne's an example. Uh, what else is happening out there? So August, August is a time of transition. Uh, it's interesting. I was watching the news this morning. Of course they were given the, the weather forecast and the, uh, the on air talent started to freak out about, Oh, we're still going to have some warm days left. You know, live in the now it's August 2nd. It's going to stay warm for another six weeks easily. Sometimes it you know gets cool around September 1st or even August 15th, but we have plenty of summer to go enjoy it. And summer's a great time for finding love also. Um, we had some scorching weather the past couple of weeks. Uh, July was like brutal. Now uh, it, it's gorgeous out, and we're supposed to have a spate of uh, another week or so of just tremendous weather. It's going to get a little warmer over the weekend, but it's going to be relatively sunny and nice. So get out there and enjoy it. This is the time. The time is now. There's no other time besides now, folks. Elsewhere in the guys' guys' world, we've got uh, Major League Trading Deadline. The Yankees, my beloved Yankees, finally, after all these years, they decided, hey, you know what? We're not going to win it this year. Let's get rid of some of these contracts that we have and get in some youth. So they traded three of their three top players, and they got nine back. And uh, who knows, if half of them work out the way they hope, it's still a good deal because they, uh, they need to reload. Every once in a while, you got to step back, retool, reload, re-strategize. So very happy about that. And at the same time, now we have all the NFL football training camps have opened. And we're already hearing, I see on the shelves, you've got the fantasy football magazines. And, you know, the football, I was watching the NFL network, and they have a <clears throat> good day football <laughs> On show now for about three hours. It's just like Good Morning America or uh, you know Good Day New York, whatever. It's like a, a little panel, and they sit around a table and they talk about all things football. And there's a fantasy portion, of course. It's amazing how much football has become part of our culture. 
but it's fun and it's easy to watch. And uh, they say that I think like uh, 35% of the merchandise sold for the NFL is purchased by women. And now women are more and more and more into fantasy football. And I got to tell you, when I watch the NFL network, I'd say half of the broadcasters are female and uh, it's interesting. And um, it just shows that football is a, uh, it's not just a bunch of guys, you know, scratching uh, their armpits. It's a, it's a sport. It's an event and people, people love to watch it. Now, of course, I don't know if you've seen the movie concussion, but it really uh, shines a light on uh, some of the injuries and football players you know, I was talking about uh, with my wife today, she was asking me about some, you know, who are the guys who got traded by the Yankees and how much money were they were making and stuff. And it's interesting because the baseball players and the basketball players get paid so much money, ridiculous money. In fact, uh, I was telling her that the Yankees would probably go after this kid, Bryce Harper, on the Washington Nationals when he becomes a free agent in another year and a half. And he might become the first $400 million baseball player, which is unbelievable. For a baseball player, a guy who hits baseballs, you know, you play the outfield, you get a four times a game. If you get two hits, you'd have the greatest bat. If you got a two hits every single time you played, you'd have the greatest batting average in the history of the game. So it's a, it's a, it's a game where there's limited success, but wow, you can make a lot of money. Uh, but these football players, they have very short career spans. The average career in the NFL is about three years. And uh, it's a brutal game and it's a fast paced game. And these guys get bigger and stronger and faster all the time. And there's more and more injuries and with the concussions and everything, it's uh, it's, it's tough for them. And a lot of these football players die, you know, die prematurely, but people love this game. They love the pageantry, the game, the football field is built for the TV screen. And uh, it's fun to go to a game too. Also, I have jet season tickets. I, sell a lot of the games but i try to show up for one or two games every year it's just like uh it's just it's a hard it's a hard team to root for the new york jets but it's it's fun elsewhere very quick got to talk about the election just for a minute we have uh, now you know you've got donald trump and he's trying to do something new and now he's under fire by basically everybody and he is committing a lot of unforced errors and kind of imploding where you have, you know, Hillary's a, I think we'd all agree that she's kind of a flawed candidate, but he, he, he doesn't know how to take advantage because he's so thin skinned and uh, he goes on the defensive for everything. And she's basically hiding who we haven't heard anything from her in the last couple of days where he's on the screen all the time, making these crazy statements uh, and really using bad judgment. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that. It's going to be a wild couple of months before the election. But I think, you know, if Trump, I, he'll probably lose. He should lose, in my opinion. Uh, but if he starts his own network, maybe to rival Fox, he could, have an, he could make a bloody fortune on that. And I think that's what he's, I think that's ultimately what he's going for. I don't think he wants to do the day-to-day job of president, but Okay. Let's talk a little bit about our, what Guy's Guy is all about, and then we'll bring on our guest, Suzanne Oshima. You know, the whole thing with Guy's Guys, Guy's Guys is uh, it's all about when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Better men, better world. And it all started with my novel. 
the guy's guy's guide to love, which is about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. You can pick up the novel. Probably the best place to get it is on Amazon or one of the e-tailers. You can save some money there. You can get the physical book or the, or the e-book. It is in some bookstores. Um, I'm working on the sequel right now. From there, uh, we did a lot of interviews and a lot of press and uh, started to get into the whole relationship area because the name of this book is The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. And the main character writes a column about men for women. And so we kind of put that into the real world and started Guy's Guy's Radio. And we started out strictly focused on relationships. We've expanded the club. We have all kinds of authors, metaphysical teachers, healers. Uh, fantasy sports gurus and a lot of relationship experts and we've got one of the best tonight in Suzanne Oshima who will be out in a moment uh, I do a, month, a weekly blog rather on robertmanny M-A-N-N-I dot com uh, this week I will be posted on Thursday I believe and I wrote about how to find peace live peacefully anywhere even in New York City and I take on all topics life love and the pursuit of happiness and we put about we're approaching 300 blog posts. We've been doing it for a while. Guys, Guys Radio, you can catch us every week. We're on Blog Talk Radio. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn Radio. You can download any of the podcasts for free, subscribe for free. Now you can listen live and call in. Our call-in number is 347, excuse me, 347-945-5834. 347-945-5834. We'd love to get some calls tonight. And real quick, you can catch me on Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube, Robert Manny author. And uh, just love to hear from you. I love doing a show and I'm very thankful for my guests, my readers, and of course you, my listeners. So thank you. I'm committed. I'm here to stay. And we're going to just keep, we've got a lot of guests, great guests coming up throughout August. And we're going to be booking a whole slew of guests from September through the end of the year. So thanks for sticking with us. And thanks for uh, being part of the whole guys, guys world. So let's talk a little bit about what we're going to deal with tonight. It's a never too late to find love. As I mentioned, our guest is Suzanne Oshima. Uh, she is a world renowned matchmaker and founder of dream bachelor and bachelorette and also single in stilettos. She's back on the show, giving advice to, and to talking to our listeners about finding love at any age. And we'll also talk a little bit about the summer because uh, summer love is a very special special thing. And uh, well, let's get her on here right now. Suzanne, good evening. Hi, Robert. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, always a pleasure. Me too. Uh, let's, uh, let's start off. To, you know, I think I love the topic. And, uh, and it's, it seems like there's so many people out there who, you know, throw up their hands and they they want to they want to give up sometimes. But, you know, from your own personal experience, my own personal experience, I think we both hung in there and we, we found that special someone. So it all can work out and maybe we can help some other folks tonight. So I hope, I hope some people call in 347-945-5834. But let's start to talk about like one of the things that people can do when you, you know, get older, a little, I don't want to say old, it's not old, but you know, as we age, get through the thirties, you know, you're in the city, you're in the twenties and then the thirties and sometimes the forties and beyond. And some people, there's a lot of them and a lot of great women out there who are, who are single, some right. by choice, some not by choice. I want to start out with a provocative question before we, you know, talk about things like the summer and all. And that is 
in your estimation, because I think there are, but what do you think are some of the advantages of being single and not really, uh, you know, getting in a committed relationship or getting married, whatever, uh, until you're later, you know, when you're getting more towards middle age, if you will? Well, I think right now is a great time to be single for everybody because just in this day and age right where we are right now is there's so many different ways that you can meet the right person, mm-hmm. whether it's online dating, a dating app, just there's so many ways out there to meet someone, whereas, you know, 25, 30 years ago, People just met organically, and that was it. There was no such thing as online dating. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're you're single right now, this is a great time to be single. Yeah, and I think even uh, taking that a step further, um, well, let's talk about two different areas here. One is, you know, go back 25, 30 years. Uh, you know, at that time, you'd go work out in the gym, and you, you maybe you meet somebody there, and that was before it's like, this is my workout time. No, you know, there was no flirting at the gym. And now, or I'm there for my soul cycle class and now for my shake and then goodbye, I got to go back to work. But mm-hmm. 20, 30, 25, 15, 25 years ago, when there wasn't uh, this uh, online dating, you had to meet people the organic way. And right. I contend that that was actually a good thing. And I think for singles who are, you know, in their 40s, 30, late 30s, 40s, or even beyond, they do have an advantage in that they've had a lot, a lot of life experience and uh, they probably had to go through the dating dance, whether they're men or women, where you did have to meet people organically. And you know what? I think it's healthy and it's a real good thing. And there's not enough of that going on now. What's your thoughts? I agree. I think that people need to combine how they meet the right person, whether it's online and organically. Okay, I think that's really important because I find all too often that people will just pick one or two ways to try and meet the right person, whether it's online dating or going to bars, and that's just not enough. It's, it's, I always bring this up, is if you lost your job today, you would do everything in your power to get a new job. You would go to online sites, you would contact headhunters, you would do some networking, reach out to friends and family members, you would do all these things, myriad of things, to get the right job. So why Mm -hmm. is it when it comes to meeting the right man or woman that we don't get out there and do more than one or two things? That's true. And when you talk to your clients, um, what is their rationale for maybe only doing one or two things and not spreading themselves out a little further? Is it time? Uh, is it uh, What is it? I think it's a combination of things. I've heard everything from I don't have enough time or they don't even think in those terms. They think, oh, I'm doing enough. I'm doing one or two things, and it's actually not enough because they don't think in terms of that example I just gave them. And when I give that example, they're like, oh, you're right. If I did lose my job today, I would do way more. And so theoretically speaking, the right man or woman, if you were to get married to them, is, would last longer than any job. So why do we only do one or two things? We need to make the time. I know we're all so busy in this day and age, but you need to make the time. If this is something that, that is that important to you, then you need to make the time and do the, more than just that. Now, let's talk about some of the, you know, if you have to take like a couple of initial steps. I have my own ideas, but I want to hear from you um, and our listeners want to hear from you, of course. 
uh, about really when you're, when you're getting ready to go out, let's say you were in a long-term relationship and now you're single and you kind of licked your wounds and you're ready to get back out there. And, uh, or you've been, you just haven't felt the magic for a while and you know, like, Hey, you know, I've been staying home too much and I, I got to get out there and meet somebody. And, or you start to doubt yourself and then you start to put on the pounds and this and that. And, you go out and like everybody's younger than me at the, at the restaurant or whatever. And it starts to become like, I was out with a buddy of mine and his son and who's a millennial, like 27. And we went to one place down by Pier a, uh, another place nearby. And I was like, we went to Pier a, and then we went to this other place and it was like all these people there. And everybody was like under 35 and mm-hmm. me and my buddy were a little bit older. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is like, if I wasn't married, I'd go crazy here. But what are some of the steps that uh, people need to take to get themselves started? One of the first things is I hear all too often someone will say, well, if I just lost 10 pounds, you know, that that's when I'll start dating. Or if this, or if I, when I have the right apartment and I have the right living situation, then I'm gonna, we all wait for our lives to be quote unquote perfect. It's never going to be perfect. You need to just that's get right. out there. That's number mm-hmm. one, because we can all think of a million excuses as to why we can't get out there or why we shouldn't get out there. Right. So, mm-hmm. If you wait till you're perfect, then you're never going to get out there. That's number one. But number two is to go out there with the right mindset. All too often, and you've alluded to this a little bit in some of the things that you've been saying, and and it's true, is I see all too often where some people will block themselves with the wrong mindset by saying, oh, like you and I live in New York City, and I hear a lot of single women say, oh, we're, well, there's more single um, women in New York than there are single men, so that's why I can't meet the right man. Well, in a city of 8 million people, really, you can't meet one single man? Of course you can but you're right. blocking yourself when you come up with these excuses as to why you can't meet the right man or woman. And, 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 it, and the numbers are, you know, as, as we, as, as, as people get older, cause I've done some research on this, there are fewer men and more women, but it's not, it's not as dramatic as people think. And in fact, up to like you, up until you're 40, it's pretty much dead even. So there are plenty of single guys out there for the single ladies who say there's not enough men. Now, maybe some of them are, but these are singles. Now, I don't know how many are gay or whatever, but that's just, uh, you got to factor that in. But you can't, you can't let the numbers, whatever the numbers are, you can't let that get in the way because there's always a way to find your way through. Exactly. And I'll give you another example where I see people block themselves is, I'll hear a lot of women in their 40s and 50s say, oh, men my age and women in their 60s, quite honestly, that'll say men my age just want to date younger women. And while, yes, that's true, some men their age do want to date younger women, but that's not all men. There are plenty of men that actually want to date women that are around their age. They just have to meet the right man. You know, that's true. As a guy, I can tell you that, um, well, there are some guys who just want to date women who are like in their 20s. And that's it. And I don't know if you can, quote unquote, reform that or not. But there's a lot of guys who want to, you know, have a discussion. You know, they want to be able to have a good uh, camaraderie with a woman, if you will, and uh, somebody they can relate to 
with similar life experience and uh, someone with some high level intelligence and who's done some things. And uh, you're going to get that. The, the older people get, the more experience they get. Now, you know, you don't want to get set in your ways or anything, but having some life experience is a good thing, particularly from, for meeting other people because you have stuff you can talk about. So I, I would say as a guy, there's a lot of guys out there who are totally open to uh, dating women, uh, you know, in their age bracket. Now, the key is guys are visual and guys can be a little more shallow than, than women. Uh, so you got to take care of yourself. Uh, if you're a lady, you, you know, of course the men should, absolutely. But for women, guys are visual and you want to get yourself, you know, always be a work in progress and just uh, respect yourself and, uh, you know, there's no better way to change the world. With so many people complaining, oh, things are terrible. I mean, you look at Facebook. Everybody's bitching and moaning about everything. It's like every other post is about <laughs> Donald Trump or something. It's like people are so like, the world's so horrible now. It's not. The way to make the wor- and the way to make the world better is to make yourself better internally and externally. And if you have the same mindset when you look, go about looking for love, that's the best first step. Your thoughts, Suzanne? I agree, and I will add to that and say, well, everybody should just be the best version of yourself. If yep. you're the best version of yourself, you're going to have that exude self-confidence, you're going to know your self-worth, and you're going to attract that right person to you. And for the ladies out there that say, you know, I want to go back to this because, again, I hear this way too much is that men my age want to date younger women. If a man wants mm-hmm. to date that, that you just met, wants to date younger women, then he's obviously the wrong man for you. Don't try to reform him. Just look for men that want to date women their age. And there are plenty out there. And, ladies, I will tell you, as a matchmaker, I hear it from the other side, too, is that men that are in their um, – late 40s and 50s that want to date women in their 30s, women in their 30s tell me they don't want to date a man that old because if they want to have children, they want the man to be around when the child is growing up. So it works both ways. So you've got to really open up your um, eyes and really see and look for the men that want to date women their age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of factors. So in in terms of, like, getting started – um, now I know it's like everybody can make an excuse like, well, if I only lost 10 pounds and th- things that you've been saying, Suzanne, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, 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 on the other hand, um, when you think about it, when you want to get into something new, let's say you're going on a diet or something and it's so easy to make, like, I, I like to use August as a good transition month. I figure things change. It gets to be September and all of a sudden people are caught off guard. Like, Oh no, the summer's over. What do I do? Well, if you if you use August, which is kind of a down month, to really start to really get yourself prepped for September, and you can have mm-hmm. the same outlook when finding love, get your start to start to work on yourself. And like when you go on a diet, if you if you you have to set up some, and you know the best diet of course is a more of a lifestyle. You know it's all about choices: eat this or eat that, or eat this or that. So. I've done a whole bunch of different diets over the years, just trying them, experimenting, and I have a healthy lifestyle also. But like this August, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do like my greatest hits diet. I'm going to eliminate almost everything that has sugar in it with the exception of some like tomatoes I put in a salad today and, and then see how it goes. But 
I'm, I'm getting started. So I know when I get to September, I'll have a super clean diet. I'll feel great. And, uh, you know, there's so many ways I could wiggle out of it, but I, I'm keeping some type of rules and, and set. So, you know, spinning this back to love, what can men and women do to kind of get themselves ready to get out there? You, you want to be the best version of yourself. And to do that, you have to have the right mindset. And sometimes when you start to take care of yourself, you know, that self-respect help, helps you with that mindset. What are some of the things that uh, women and men can do to get themselves on that path to being attractive to the other, the best version of themselves and send out the right vibe that I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a keeper. Right. Well, th- that's a great question. So this is what I know is that we all, and it doesn't matter the age, is we all like to stay within our comfort zone because it's comfortable. And so to go out and do different things can be scary because we're not within our comfort zone. But this is what I will tell people that are listening tonight is that if what you're doing is not working for you, then you need to make some changes, Yep. okay? Because if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same results. That's actually a quote by Albert Einstein, and I love it, and I use it a lot yep. in my coaching program. Because all too often I hear people go, oh, well, I keep doing this, and I'm not getting results. Well, then do something different. It sounds so <laughs> obvious, but right. a lot of people don't get that concept. So mm-hmm. if it's not working for you, then you need to take a step back and say, okay, what am I going to change if this isn't working and take certain steps? Like, Robert, I think that's great that you took one step and you're, you're going to implement it through the month of August and eliminate all sugars. It's like do simple steps and just taking those steps towards meeting the right person. If you do it all at once, like 10 different things, it's overwhelming and then you're not going to stick with it. If you do add in one thing, add in two things, add in three things, and then by mm-hmm. September you're going to be doing something completely different and I bet you'll be getting different results. Yeah, and you you got to you got to stick to your you've got to have self-discipline and stick to your guidelines. Uh I know for like what I'm doing, no I I can't have any uh grain products or bread because they turn to sugar. And right. uh, it's amazing how much food, <laughs> the amount of foods have sugar in them. It's just uh-huh. crazy. So it's almost as, the, I can count on, you know, 10 fingers what I'm allowed to, what I'll be eating in August, but that's okay. That's, that's okay. At least I know, I know what the path is. And I think when we're getting ready to get out there for love, that's important. The, the other thing is tell us about the importance of, uh, uh, getting yourself out there, particularly, you know, when the weather's nice, you got to get out there because once you hit, you know, the clocks change and then it's dark at 4:30 and then it starts to get cold and you head towards like January, people don't go out as much. They get out of work. They, it's dark. They go to work. It's dark. They go home. It's hard to date in the winter versus the summer. And now you go out there and like people are wearing very, I just, I'm like, my head's on a swivel. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe how short the shorts are that women grown women are wearing now. And, uh, I say hooray, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, it's like, Whoa, uh, out there. So you got to get out there now. 
Well, and it's very true. It's not even just that people are more out and about during the summer, but what I've noticed is that people are actually friendlier and in better moods when the weather's yeah. warm. Yes. Because when it's cold, we're all – because for those of you that don't know, Robert and I live in New York. When it's freezing, everyone's just rushing to get to the next place. We're not even noticing anything around us. And everybody's so bundled up that, uh, you know – stylishly bundled up in their Canadian goose down $1,200 down jackets and stuff. But, you know, everybody's all bundled up until you get, you know, get inside a restaurant or whatever to have a drink. But um, now's the time where everybody's sitting outside. It's light in the morning. It's light, you know, until still till like eight o'clock or so. Uh, And as with each passing day, we know we lose a minute of sunlight. So now's the time to get out there. So, Talking about, you know, summer, summer is a good time. I think it's a great time to get started. Uh, and then we've got now, let's talk about two things. One is a couple of rules for summer love. And then when you get to August, how do you, how do you really kick it into high gear? Uh-huh. You, what do you mean kick it into high gear? You mean turn well, it into a relationship? Well, let's say, hey, that's, that's, that was actually a separate question, but let's do that. Um, let's say you've met somebody over uh-huh. the summer. And it's going well. And Mm -hmm. uh, you get to August and you say, okay, well, who knows what's going to happen when the weather changes? I want to, if I want to be with this person, I got to take a couple of steps to kind of kind of lock, you know, seal the deal, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that happens. You meet somebody in July, it gets to August, everything's going well. And you ask yourself, is this a summer fling or not? What do you ask yourself? And then what do you do about it? Well, I think it's important to not even get that in your head that this might be a summer fling because then when you start thinking that, I always feel like whatever you think, you project onto the other person. And so then it kind of can become a summer fling because you're kind of thinking, oh, this could end, this could end. And then there's that trepidation and you send that energy out into the universe. And so Mm -hmm. I just say if it's going well, in a relationship and things and it's progressing is just keep doing the right things, having fun and spending time with that person and not making things like make it so that the person wants to spend time with you. You can't do anything to make them want to spend time with you. Right. But if you're just having fun and you're, you're, happy-go-lucky, and you don't make things difficult, you don't fight with them, or you don't, like for women, sometimes I see a lot of women will emasculate a man, and it makes them not want to be around her. That's true. So what's, uh, what's up with that? Why do, you, why do you think you're seeing that or noticing that? That women emasculate a man? Yeah. The biggest reason why I see um, a lot of women, women, we've changed a lot, um, in the last, I would say, 40 years, is we've become very strong, independent women. And I've seen it happen actually more so in New York than any other city, but it it happens in every city. But um, in New York, I notice it more so, is we've become very strong, independent women, which there's nothing wrong with that. I am too. Um, But we tend to channel the energy that we take to work and use it in a relationship, and it's the wrong energy to bring into a relationship. You don't have to change who you are, not be a strong, independent woman, but 
you also, it's about communicating with a man in the right way. And communication is very key. Now, it's interesting because having talked to uh, other relationship experts from around the country, every single one says the same thing, that that's an issue they deal with with the ladies. And uh, so, you know, it's it's one thing to say, you know, you have to channel, you have to do it a little bit differently, but how do you, what what, give me an example of like, I mean, the one I can think of is, you know, with like a guy wants to take a woman out and uh-huh. uh, he's well, a millennial and it's like, let's hang out or something. And that's not good enough because if you want to take a woman out, you should step up and come up with a plan based on something she might have said or communicated about what she likes to do. So right. then the guy gets still, he's gun shy and he throws out an idea. Oh, she said she likes sushi. I know this great sushi place that's uh, whatever. And then she she knocks that down uh-huh. and has a better idea. And it might be an actual better idea. And that's kind of, you know, on a small scale, emasculating because here the guy was wanted to step up and he gets shot down and now he's going to be gun shy. And the woman who wants the guy to step up and, you know, was part and parcel to cutting him off at the knees. So how, how, do, how do women... Uh, do better at that. Well, before I answer not that, the, I not the guys, out. not the guys should be, you know, as feeble that they need this kind of help. I mean, I, I, I personally, you know, would you make a suggestion if you have a better one, fine. But uh, everybody's different. I know a lot of guys, and particularly millennials, who, you know, this formalized dating is uh, new uncharted territory. Right, and I, and I will tell you, Robert, I've. I would go so far even to say it's not just millennials. I've seen this happen with men in their um, 40s and 50s, too, where they just won't plan a date, okay? Um, But I want to point out something to the women on the call tonight about something that you said, because I think it's really important for them to understand this. And the example you gave is I know a lot of strong, independent women out there are thinking, well, what's the big deal? I just I just suggested something better because I didn't want to really go to the place that he wanted to go to. But what strong, independent women don't understand is that when you do that, like Robert said, you're emasculating him and you're cutting him off at the knees and you're actually – he was probably so excited to suggest that place and then you just depleted his his balloon and his ego just went down the drain because now he thinks, God, I can't even plan the right date for her, and she doesn't like the place I picked. And this is what I know about strong, independent women. As much as we can plan the date and we can probably pick an awesome place, I do know this about strong, independent women. We make way too many decisions at work every day that by the time it comes to our personal life and going out of the date that we just actually would prefer – that a man plan the date and pick something great. But sometimes we don't even allow him to do that, like the example you just gave. Or sometimes I've seen where strong, independent women will actually take over and say, oh, I'll pick the place. And then at the same time, three months later, they're the same ones that are complaining to me that, why can't this guy plan a date? Well, because from the very first date, you started to take over, so he just kind of took the back seat and said, well, I'll just let her handle it, because she doesn't like any place that I pick anyways. Mm-hmm. So if you want a man to step up to the plate, 
what you need to do is just help them out because Robert can testify to this is that most men if they're they're afraid of picking the wrong place so if you help them out and say hey I like Japanese or I like Italian food so any place you pick is fine that's giving him some information to go on so that he knows which direction to go in yeah, and not that, you know, the men have to also be able to handle the situation also. They have to understand that women are strong today, and they do have to make a lot of decisions at work and stuff. So if they, they you know, they want to be treated as equals, they're going to have, if they, have a, they, if they feel they think they have a better idea and they don't want to waste a, a date going to some place that maybe they've been to that they didn't like so much that they, they might, you know, they might have some suggestions. And I would strongly suggest to the men that just, you know, be open-minded, come up with a plan and uh, base it on something you've heard from the, from the lady and then take it from there. If she has a different, you know, you, you can pick up on her vibe. If she has a different idea and it's better, you know, be open to it. Uh, if she's just like going to, you know, swat you down because that's just what she does, then, you know, that's what you're getting into. And some guys like that also. Uh, but you know, ultimately the women I've spoken to and the relationship experts I've spoken to all seem to have a, a complaint about guys is that, you know, they want men to be men, uh, and they want men to be decisive and confident. And, uh, you know, with, with, with the guys today, it's, it's not as easy as it was because you have women getting their long overdue recognition and, uh, guys are not sure if they are, uh, you know, the, it's uh, part of the MMA or uh, manscaping. So they, they get caught in the crosshairs as to, who, you know, what is, what is my role now? Because it's different from my parents. And, and uh, some guys just throw up their hands or just hang out with the guys or whatever. So it's, uh, and then when you have all the digital technology, you don't even have to talk about these things. People hook up and, uh, you know, the, I think some of the relationships I use in quotes are probably emotionally a little bit shallow. What's what's your experience with some of this stuff, Suzanne? You mean the just using technology and not really picking up the phone? Well, that part and parcel to not being able to some of the things, you know, these nuances that you have to communicate to know how to finesse, like, okay, a guy, I'm dealing with women, they're different now. Women, okay, I'm dealing with guys, they have fragile egos. How do we make this work? And then when you're just texting each other back and forth, it's, it's hard to really get to the heart of some issues when you're and everything's done in a shorthand way. Right. Well, I think that's one of women's biggest complaints, at least the women that I've coached, is they their biggest complaint is when a man won't pick up the phone and call him and all he does is text. And it's really hard to, like how you talked about, form a relationship and form an emotional connection with the man if he never picks up the phone. And it's hard. And so, and you know, for the men that are listening tonight, if you want to win a woman over, you have to, women fall in love between their ears. Yep. And they have to make an emotional connection to you. If we don't make an emotional connection to you, it doesn't matter how good looking you are. We won't mm-hmm. stick with you. And that I hear that all the time from men. They're like, well, why is she with him? He's not that good looking. Well, it's because they have an emotional connection. That's true. And, uh, you know, no matter how clever you are at texting, eventually you're going to have to be who you are. And, uh, you know, I always had a rule when I was uh, 
online dating where I, I wanted to at least have a brief conversation with a woman before I met her. And uh-huh. uh, it seemed to be a good thing because I found a couple of times like, wow, email, a couple went back and forth. I'm like, okay, that's enough. I got to hear this person's voice. If it all works out, then we'll, we'll get together for a short meetup. But a couple of times on the phone, it was just like, you know, it's a disconnect sometimes or it's a real connection because the energy exchange with your voice and your ears is different than when you type something out and read it. Exactly. So what do you find as the, uh, some of the other stumbling blocks, if you will, and solutions for uh, women and guys who are, you know, been out in the quote unquote in the market for a while and uh, are either doubting themselves or not really finding that love that's, that is out there for them. Well, I think one of the biggest stumbling blocks that I see is once you've been out there for a while and let's just say you keep going out on bad date after bad date and you're just not meeting quality men or quality women, whichever it is, and it's normal, obviously, to get discouraged, but then what can happen is you keep dating and so then you start going out with a bad attitude and having a negative attitude of, oh, this guy's going to be all like the rest of them, and he's probably uh, just going to want sex or whatever it is. And when you go in with the negative attitude, the guy's going to pick up on that energy, and he's probably not going to want to go on, on a second date with you. And so I think it's really important. If you start to find that you're going out with a negative attitude, it might be in your best interest to just take a step back and say, you know what, I'm going to take a little bit break, a little bit of a break for maybe three weeks and just regroup and so I can come back with a more positive attitude. Because the worst thing you can do when you have that negative attitude is keep going out on dates. That's very true. Um, as, 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 as these folks, as we all, you know, continue to age, is there things that we need to do to adapt our game, if you will, to uh, connect with the other person? Or is it just about being more perceptive uh, and paying attention? I think it's about not getting set in your ways and to try new things no matter what your age. And to really, like, I love how you talked about in the very beginning how, well, it would be easier just to sit on your couch and eat Haagen-Dazs ice cream because I watch TV. Right. Of course, it would be easier to do that. But what I always tell people is, and I'll give you a reality check right now for everybody, is wherever you're at right now and whatever your age is, I want you to fast forward 10 years from now, whatever it is, and think, do I want to be in the same place? The answer is probably no. Well, then you really need to think about taking this seriously and getting out there now because it doesn't get any easier 10 years later from now. Mm-hmm. And I do know this is that if you're on this call, you don't want to be alone the rest of your life. And so the time is now to do it. Not later, yes. not 10 months from now, now. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things? Let's say here's one for the guys. Uh-huh. I, I always see two women having dinner. I go to the bar, I meet a buddy, we're having a drink. 
Uh-huh. I always see two women there sitting there having appetizers or is it because they don't want to sit at the bar and be bothered or they want to have their dinner and they have their talk? Are they approachable? I guess every situation is different. But in general, when two ladies get together, it's, it's, that's, that's their quality time to catch up or are they kind of, I'm not saying uh, up for grabs, but maybe open for offers. I think it's their quality time to get together, but I would say if they're single, they're also open to men approaching, and um, obviously if if they're interested in the guy, then they're definitely open to a man approaching. If a woman is yeah. single, she's always open to a man approaching, the right now, man. What, so what's, <laughs> let's say there's, of course, there's two ladies. They're sitting at a table. It's close to the bar. A couple of guys at the bar. One of them's interested in meeting one of the women there. What's his best move? His best move? If they're yeah. sitting at the dinner table, it's hard because they're obviously having dinner. But, you know, you have to get in close proximity because if mm-hmm. you just walk up, that's daunting, right? I know. Well, if you get rejected. For... Right. But if you guys are standing around and you're like, oh, I really want to talk to then you get in close proximity to their table because it's close to the bar. You stand closer, and then when you see a break in the conversation, you can make a comment or even just ask a question about something they're eating going, oh, my God, that looks so good. I hate to interrupt, but can you tell me what that is? And then you just open the door, and then they'll answer the question, and you can make a joke, and then just run with it from there. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to walk up and go, hey, we saw you at, from over there. You, you're you really pretty. Can we get your number? <laughs> That's not going to work. So you've no. got to make it not about, you know, right. that you're interested. It's about something like they're eating or whatever it is. Now, in my novel, one of the characters tells the other character, two guys, they're talking about women, and one says, I always, when I size up a woman, I check out her hair, her bag, and her shoes. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's the case, should, is it is it a good idea or not a good idea to, you know, instead of saying, oh, you're beautiful or whatever, throw out a compliment saying like, you know, where'd you get those shoes or something, or is that like so weird coming from a guy? That, I'm just telling you from my own personal, like when you said that, this is what I immediately thought of, is if a guy commented me on my shoes while I was sitting at dinner with a girlfriend, I would think well, that he was gay. All right. Well, at the bar, you're, he's, you're sitting close by at the bar. If he said, like, where'd you get that bag? You think he's gay also? Yeah, the bag, definitely, because mm-hmm. most men, straight men, wouldn't ask about my right. bag. Or if he did, I would think he's looking for a bag for his wife or girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Well, if they say, were really sophisticated, know, though, if they were real lady killer, they would check that stuff out. Yeah. But I guess the but my question is, is it worth mentioning or does it sound too gay? And I guess it sounds too gay. I, I can't speak for all women. Um, I I just think it, it I would wonder why he was noticing my shoes or my bag. I don't know. I think every woman's different. Some women might like that. Okay, just a random, just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, about- I mean, what I always tell people, because it's also um, like how you talked about, like if you give that compliment, oh, you're so beautiful, we don't believe you all the time when a man right. says that because we think, oh, he's just trying to get into our pants. 
Which is true, anyhow. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but if a man really wants to get into it, he should do it more subtly. Right. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So what's a good approach then? Like I said, just asking a question or making a comment about something. Open-ended, you, of course, right? Yeah, exactly. Because then it disarms her. If you immediately start out the gate, wow, you look really great in that dress, we immediately put up our guard and we're like, what does this guy want from us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if if a guy just asks a question or makes a comment about something about the surroundings, then then we kind of open the door. Then we're kind of like, or if he says something funny. The, the best way to get to a woman is to say something funny. I mean, you don't have to be a total comedian, but if you, mm-hmm. you're genuinely funny or you make a funny comment, we'll laugh and it completely disarms us. We want to yeah. be around men that make us laugh. That's Definitely. actually the number one thing that a woman... Um, is sense of humor and then, well, confidence and sense of humor at the top. Yeah, sometimes on the opening line, it's uh, some guys are uh, to come out with a funny line, so mm-hmm. it's almost so it can, it can sound like a line. So a lot of guys who are really funny might not start out really funny, but when you get to know them, they're very witty. So that makes it a little bit of a uh, challenge for some guys. But um, how about for what do you tell the ladies? I see a couple of guys at the bar. Mm-hmm. They're interested in trying to get one of their, you know, obviously it'd be better if the guy came over, but do you ever right. tell a woman like that you're coaching, Hey, here's how you approach a guy. If he's not taking the bait or whatever, first of all, yep. how do you get his attention? If he's not taking the bait, what do you do? If you definitely want to meet him, oh, I and give I'll, you, I'll give you, I'll give you a guy's perspective. I want to hear what you have to say. though. Okay. <laughs> This is good. This is good. I love this. So this, this, these are the tips that I give women is, again, to get in close proximity because whenever I say to a woman, yep. if we're standing far away, oh, go walk, walk up to that guy that you want to talk They always look at me like I'm not going to do that because they're afraid because they might get rejected, right? So I always say get in close proximity. If you get in close proximity, it's so much easier to kind of get his attention and mm-hmm. ask him a question. I always say ask him a question compliment him on something okay and so at a bar i would say look at what he's drinking and become interested and say hey that drink looks really good what is that budweiser oh no not budweiser don't say that (laughs) (laughs) it has to be like a martini or something because if it's beer it's not gonna work (laughs) no if it's a martini then it would work right sure you know, and then he he says what it is, and then and then most men, if you open the door and they're interested, like because then he'll notice you, and then he'll go, oh, she's really pretty, and then he'll run with the conversation. Absolutely, I agree with you a thousand percent. That's good. So, and if he's drinking beer, like how Robert just said, <laughs> it ruined my whole game plan. Then what you do is you just compliment him, and I've done this before. Oh, is, nowadays nobody's drinking Budweiser. I mean, everybody's drinking, uh, you know, Omagong, uh, wheat wheat beer, or whatever, or Razor mm-hmm. Five, and you know, there's so many different uh, craft brews that actually you could start up a conversation, and a guy would love it if it was a woman who knew about beer. Right. Well, that is true. In a way to start it off about beer, if this is what I would do, is, 
Hey, I'm not really a beer drinker, but I notice they have a lot of good different beers here, and the one that you're drinking looks really good. Can you recommend something for me? Because usually I actually like to drink lighter beers, but I have no idea what to pick here. Can you help Mm -hmm. me? Your men love to help. Oh, absolutely. So that's another one. But going to the compliment, I've done this where I've complimented a guy on his shoes, the shoes or his tie. And I've mm-hmm. done that genuinely just because I'm into men's shoes and ties. And I will tell you, every time I've done that, and it wasn't to meet the men, I just did it. And I started to notice that they become so interested and they're so thankful that they got complimented. Because men that's, rarely get complimented like women do. That's true. That's true. Uh, great advice. What else? Let's, uh, let's wind this up with... Uh, Three tips you can give our singles, our dating, our uh, kind of middle-aged, for lack of a better term, singles out there to Mm -hmm. keep their heads in the game, keep their hearts open. What can they do? So the biggest thing I'm going to say is don't give up, okay, because I know all too often it's so easy to give up and just go, you know what, I don't need a man, I'm fine, I can do this on my own because I'm a strong, independent woman, and I get that because I'm that way too. But the problem is is that by nature we really do want to spend the rest of our lives with the right person, and so you can't give up. As fine as you are, I know you would be so much happier sharing your life with the right person and going into those golden years and experiencing all these different things. So. If what you're doing is not working, then you need to change it up and start doing things a little bit differently and just take a step back and see what changes you can make going forward. You know, and I could, that's wonderful. Uh, I would like to add one thing to that, and that is just a personal story in that, you know what, worrying about if a guy's too old or if you're going to have kids and this and that, if he's going to be around. People, look at Mick Jagger. He just turned 73. He's having his eighth, his, uh, girlfriend's having the eighth child that he's sired if you will i guess that's the term for it and he's in fantastic shape i mean he went from you know they made fun of the rolling stones like they're old dinosaurs and now this guy is like a uh an inspiration for baby boomers like look at this guy what great shape he can still sing he can still dance and uh is a great performer at 73 so the the numbers are not the same thing anymore. And I can tell you from my personal experience that being a dad at later in life, uh, well, it's made me take much better care of myself, number one. And uh, I think older parents have more knowledge and uh, can parent be- better than some young people because they don't get as flustered with some of the things that go on. Um, the way the Indians used to do it, if you go back in history, way back when, it was the young people would have the kids, and they'd give it to the elders, and the elders would raise the kids, and the young people would go off and do the hunting and the gathering and all of that kind of stuff. But it was very different than how we do it today, and uh, and I think that's why a lot of we have a lot of mixed signals in our society in terms of uh, things to go on. But that's a whole that's a whole nother show. So, final thoughts, Suzanne. I agree with everything that you said, and I'm going to add one last thing, because what it really comes down to is people are just thinking way too much about everything and anything when it comes to dating that they get all into their head that it actually blocks them. Just 
go out there and meet the right person and stop thinking, oh, he's, he doesn't have this or he doesn't have that. Just see if you have a connection. Oh, that's a, that's a perfect way to look at it. I agree a thousand percent. I think you're the best, Suzanne. So tell tell our listeners first of all, thank you again as always being on the show. You're one of my most fun uh, and favorite guests, and you're a wonderful person. You do great work. Tell everybody where they can find you. Well, thank you so much, Robert, for having me. I love doing your show because you give great advice too. So um, for the gentlemen, if you want to go to dreambachelor.com, you can find out more about my matchmaking and day coaching services. And then for women, go to singleonstilettos.com, and I give away a free ebook, The Three Secrets Guaranteed to Attract Any Man, on my website. Excellent. All right. Well, Suzanne, have a wonderful August. Uh, look forward to staying in touch. And we, you know, Suzanne and I actually both, we do a, uh, a Q&A every month on uh, Cupid's Pulse. They ask us a question. We're two experts. She takes the female side, of course, and I take the male side, and we answer a question of the month, I guess. And I guess we'll be getting a new one shortly, but uh, it's a great way to stay connected and uh, check us out on Cupid's Pulse. So, That's our show for this evening. Suzanne, have a wonderful August. The rest of your summer, uh, we'll be in touch. And uh, thanks so much for being here. You're always a a favorite. Thank you so much, Robert. I had a great time. All right. Be well. Thanks. Cheers. Um, So that's our show, everybody. Um, Actually, next week we have another uh, relationship expert that Suzanne introduced me to, Hunt Etheridge. Uh, He's out of New Jersey. He's going to be on. I'd like to get some guy relationship experts on here and as we get into the fall, we're going we're gonna to start getting into specific topics, and uh, we'll be riffing on some of the things I do in my blog and uh, just getting into a deep conversation about some ways we can help people out there, whether it be women understanding guys or guys understanding women, and basically how can men and women be at their best and everybody wins. So that will be next Wednesday uh, for our next show. In the meantime, enjoy the now. There's nothing like the now. In fact, there's nothing else. Your past is an illusion. The future hasn't happened yet, and you can make it. Decide to make it. Choose your future, and that can be choosing to find love. Guys, guys, finish first.